0: My birth meant that three wishes had been granted. God had forgiven my mother, my father's manhood had been restored, and the family became eligible for a council house. My mother, father, half sister, brother, and grandmother had all been living in a rented house in Stoke Newington that was so damp they needed to move. While my mother was giving birth to me in the Salvation Army Mother's Nursing Home in Clapton, costing two and six a night, as my mother would proudly tell me. You weren't born on charity. The whole family moved to 17 Courtman Road, Tottenham, on the White Hart Lane council estate, which began a stone's throw from the Spurs football ground and stretched all the way to Lordship Lane. My mother, even though she was desperate to be rehoused, had refused two other houses because she wanted the open aspect of the allotments which stretched scenically behind Courtman Road. I, of course, had no idea that such grandeur awaited me. Although my birth certificate says that I was born on the 16th of June, 1934, my mother said it was the 15th of June. She remembered being told that she'd had a girl and asking fearfully if it was all right as she was almost 46, and at that age she was convinced there would be a bit missing, and the nurse telling her that I had lovely straight eyebrows. She thought, what on earth must she look like that they can only talk about her eyebrows? Then she heard the clock strike midnight as I was wrapped and handed to her, and a moment later she noticed the doctor filling in a form and looking at his watch before putting my date of birth. It was always celebrated on the 16th, but at every birthday, my mother would say, It was really yesterday. She was ecstatic that I was a girl. She was a dressmaker and longed to make pretty children's clothes. She had had a hard life before she married my father. Not only did she work all day as a semstress, but in the evenings she was a barmaid at the Trocadero Theatre at the Elephant and Castle, as well as having to help with the lodgers that my widowed grandmother was forced to take in. She was 39 and had given up all hope of marriage when my father, three years younger, who lodged in the house in Stoke Newington, lost his wife, Kitty, in childbirth. He was left a widower with his three-year-old daughter, Peggy, and asked my mother if she would help him look after her. Only if you marry me, answered my mother, and my father, always obliging, was dragooned into marriage. This was not a love match. Neither my brother nor I ever noticed much affection between them, but they got on well enough together. Annie ruled the roost, and Arthur clucked along. My half-sister Peggy told me they had a good sex life, so maybe things got evened up in bed. In less than two years after they were married, they had two boys, Ronald and Reginald, and then my mother found that she was pregnant again they couldn't afford another child. My father's wages as an electric meter reader were minimal and even with my mother still working at home, sewing for a factory, there was hardly enough money. Having to look after her mother as well as two babies, she felt exhausted and unable to cope. So she had a backstreet abortion. A year later, her younger son, Reginald, known as Bubby, died of meningitis. My mother was convinced that God had punished her, and her unhappiness cast a cloud over the whole family. Six years later, my father had an illness that required the loss of one testicle, and my mother, who flew into terrible rages, which unfortunately I inherited, accused him of being a useless husband. Apparently, he then threw her on the kitchen table to prove he wasn't useless, and the result was me. This made us, with Grandma, a family of six, and eligible for one of the newly developed council houses. So, as you can see, like a good fairy at my own christening, I granted three wishes. It was a promising start. Our house was at the end of a row and had a wide path that was the entrance to the allotments along one side of it, and the back looked over a longish garden that led to the several acres of these allotments. The house had a living room with an open fire, a small kitchen with sliding doors behind which the council had oddly fitted a bath and a boiler, next to which my mother bred chicks.